0: Thanks for joining us on the Father's House podcast, where we are leading people into a growing relationship with Jesus. Want to learn more about us? Check us out online at thefathershouse.com. We'd love to stay connected. Now, let's go to this week's message. How many of you know at least one person that needs a healing? Yeah? Yeah? I want want to talk about, Uh, the Lord gave me this word, this fresh word, a few days ago, started working, and I'm going to look at a lot of scriptures tonight, they'll be on the screen, so uh, you can jot those down, you you received a piece of paper when you came in, if you wanted that, or you can take notes. Many of you will go back and listen to the archive, because there'll be some things on here that you desperately need to re-listen to, and listen to again. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Oh, we thank you for your presence, Lord. You're so awesome. You're so wonderful. And Lord, you love you love to bless your people. And we just thank you tonight. Teach us from your word, Lord, in your name. Amen. I believe that the New Testament makes it very clear that healings and miracles are signs that the kingdom of God is is invading the domain of darkness. Would you agree? In fact, Matthew 4 and 23, Jesus traveled throughout the region of Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And read the last phrase with me out loud. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. And that's why Jesus sent out the 12 And then he sent out the 72. Luke 9, 1 through 2. One day Jesus called his 12 disciples and gave them power and authority to cast out all demons and to do what? Heal all diseases. Then he sent them out to tell everyone about the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. So we see the kingdom of God advancing, and one of the ways that it was advancing, it was the, the truth, preaching about the kingdom, and along with that, there were healings, signs, wonders, miracles. People healed, demons cast out, people set free. That's why This impact of impacting uh, the darkness is why that even when they were threatened with persecution in the book of Acts, this is what the early church prayed. Now, I'd like you to pray this prayer. Read this verse out with me as a prayer. Acts 4, 29. And now, O Lord, hear their threats and give us, your servants, great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. Let's read it again. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. Healing is to bear witness that when the gospel is preached, Acts 14 verse 3, But the apostles stayed there a long time, preaching boldly under the grace of God. And the Lord proved their message was true by giving them, read it with me, power to do miraculous signs and wonders. Say it again. Power to do miraculous signs and wonders. So healing, miracles, are the manifestation of the kingdom of God taking ground from the kingdom of Satan. So when we pray for healing, that's one way for us to pray, Your kingdom come, your will be done. We believe that, right? Yes? Yes, we believe that. Title of tonight's sermon is Yes, But. We believe that, right? We believe in healing. We've we've seen healing happen, right? We've had yes experiences where God does some amazing miracles of healing. But then also we've buried people in disappointment, haven't we? Yes, we've seen miracles of healing, but we also face, all of us probably, some unanswered prayers for miracles. We see them in front of us, but they're not happening. So what do we do? Well, a lot of times we swing the pendulum to this area here. Well, I guess it's not God's will to heal like he used to heal. Or, well, you know, I have prayed about this a long time and it still hasn't happened. So I guess this is an area where God is never going to... You know, I've heard that you should only pray once. And if the answer doesn't happen, you don't pray again because then that's doubt. The difficulty happens that we have... Seen yes, experiences, but we struggle when we see the reality of we're seeing a lot of unanswered prayers. So, do we avoid praying because, after all, you know we uh, we don't want to look powerless, we don't want to be disappointed, and we don't want to make God look bad. So, we begin if we're not careful to neglect healing. We begin to sort of give a token when we're praying. People say, Well, you know, I'm not feeling well. I'm going through this. Well, let me pray for you. And we pray what I call token prayers, just enough to get the guilt off of us because we believe that we're supposed to pray. But let me ask you this question The last person that you prayed for for healing, did you really expect that they were going to be healed, or were you satisfied that you just prayed the prayer? See where we've become? We've become to the place. Yeah, we're praying for people, but we're also bracing ourselves that "Mm, we're not seeing so many, so maybe he's not going to do it now. So I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, oh God, show us then. What how do we pray? How how do we do this? Because I believe that I've heard prophetic words from more than one person that we're going to begin seeing great signs and wonders in this house confirming the Word of God. I believe when Andrea sang that song of revival, I believe that we're going to see revival in our city. And I know every time we look around, we see it going in the opposite direction, but I'm going to say tonight, God. God is helping us, and there'll be many more listening next week to this teaching this in the archive because they're going to need it, because you're going to tell them how much they need it. They're not here tonight, and they're going to need it. So how do we pray for healing? Well, James five fourteen through 16 says, are any of you sick? Then call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you you do that. You pray. You ask them to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Oil is just symbolic of the Holy Spirit. A little dabble do you. We don't have to pour a whole bottle over you, right? We don't just sling it around unless you need it. Verse 15, here's what I want you to look at. Such a prayer. Look at these next three words. Say it with me. Offered in faith. These prayers are offered in faith. In other words, it's saying there are people who pray, but they don't offer it in faith. They're not expecting anything. I mean, we can expect, oh yeah, you know, I just, I've just i got this indigestion. Okay, we pray for that. Well, i got cancer. Well, you know, it's really hard to get healed from cancer. So we begin to categorize what God can do. But no, he says, such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick, and the Lord will make you well. And if you committed any sins, you will be forgiven. It's interesting now how he begins weaving in to make sure that there's no sin in our life and that we we don't need forgiveness. And then he goes on to say, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The word healed here is not a physical healing, it's an internal healing. In other words, he's saying there's something deeper in your life. So he's saying to us sometimes the reason we're not seeing healings is because that maybe we have unconfessed sin in our life. I didn't say everybody who has sickness and is not healed has a sin in your life. Don't hear that. You don't need to hear that condemnation. But I am saying there's something going on when James says that I need to confess my sins. I need to confess my trespasses. I need to get that out in the open so that I can be healed inside. So that when I'm healed inside, then it'll be easier for me to receive my healing physically. So he says, the earnest prayer, say earnest prayer. Say it again, earnest prayer. In the Greek, that means prayers that have energy. Not a token prayer, but a fervent prayer, an earnest prayer that has energy of a righteous person. Notice, he's just said, you confess with your sins, you deal with your sins, and now you as a righteous person, you have great power and you produce wonderful results. Look at this. It says, it's offered in faith. And then he goes on in this passage, and in verse 17, he begins talking about an Old Testament character. And he says, James 5, 17 and 18, Elijah was a human as we are. Now here we are. We're wanting to see signs and wonders. We're wanting to see healings. And he says, so, okay, so call for the elders of the church. And by the way, it doesn't have to be an elder as we say, well, it's a pastor. It could be anybody in some sort of spiritual authority. Even our prayer team on Sunday mornings serve as an elder in the prayer ministry. And besides that, Mark chapter 16 says, everyone who is a believer can lay hands on the sick and they shall be made whole. So don't get it all up in your mind that, well, it has to be a certain type of elder for me to get that. No, it's offered in faith. That's the power of this. So he says, we're, 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 struggling with this. We want to know about this. And then he says, let me give you an example of Elijah in the old Testament. Elijah was as human as we are. Now We doubt that, right? We see all the miracles that he did and we say, he's not a human like me. No, he says, he's a human like us. In other words, he faced some of the same doubts, some of the same emotions that you and I. Yet when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, none fell for three and a half years. Then he prayed again after three and a half years, and the sky set down rain, and the earth began to yield its crops. So why does James insert here an Old Testament story when we're talking about faith? Well, maybe there's something we need to learn from poor old Elijah, right? 1 Kings 17 and 1. Now, Elijah, who was from Tishbe in Gilead, told King Ahab, King Ahab was a wicked king. They had set up Baal as the god, and Baal was the god who brought forth rain. So isn't it interesting that Elijah gets a word and says, you think Baal's going to bring you rain? I'm going to tell you I've got a word from the Lord that's bigger than that, and it's not going to rain. As surely as the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, the God I serve, there will be no dew or rain, no rain, during the next few years. Actually, during the next almost three and a half years until I give the word. So I look at this in the Old Testament, and I say, okay, I want to see more signs and wonders. I want to see more miracles. I want to see more healing. So what do I need to learn from this story of Elijah? I think the first thing I need to know, if you're taking notes or if you want to shoot a picture of this, it's simply this. I need to ask according to his word. Ask according to his word. Faith begins with a word from God. You can't grow faith unless the word of God is inside of you that he spoke to you. Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by what? Hearing. And hearing by what? The word of God. So when you come to church and you're hearing and you're taking notes, sometimes when you're hearing a message or hearing a word as Andrea spoke, something jumps on the inside of you and you say, whoa. Whoa. That's, that's what I've been looking for. That's what I've been praying for. That's a word from the Lord. Just as Elijah had a word from God that it wasn't, it wasn't Elijah. Elijah didn't show up that day and say, hey, according to my word, it's not. No, it was a word that God had given him because God said, when a nation turns against me, I can close up the heavens. So he had a word that he claimed that with. You see, when we come to church, we hear the word, When you go home and you read the Word, that's why I need you to get in the Bible every day. That's why I need you to get this Word alive inside of you. Get this Word alive inside of you. It's so very important that you read the Word every day. You get the Word inside of you. You read the Word. See, you're not confessing your words. I hear people say, you know... Sometimes when you uh, have a church like ours, you have people that misunderstand about healing and prosperity and blessings. A couple weeks, I'm going to talk Sunday morning, I'm going to talk about God blessing us. I'm going to talk about prosperity. It's nothing you should be embarrassed about if you handle it in the right way. I don't use the word prosperity because it's got a bad rap, because people use it to just soak in the gravy themselves and never use it, as Jabez says, bless me, that I can bless others, that I can make a difference in, in, the, in people's lives. So, when people sometimes hear about divine healing, they sort of say, Oh, you're part of that group that's name it and claim it, blab it and grab it, and you just whatever you confess, you just confess it and you'll get it. You just confess it, you get it. No, that's not, that's, you, you, you missed the whole thing. It's not confessing what I feel, it's confessing the word. You get a prophetic word. You get a promise. And if God gives you a promise, you need to hold on to that promise regardless of what you see. Some of you that are here tonight, some of you are watching online, and some of you that are watching this week, God gave you a word. And because it hasn't happened yet, you're beginning to let that slip from your fingertips. I'm going to tell you, get out your journal, reread that word, begin to speak that word, begin to let that word germinate on the inside of you faith comes. He said, you're going to pray this prayer in faith. So how does my faith grow? My faith grows as I get the word inside of me and I begin to speak that word, let that word. So when I look at healing, I remind myself of Isaiah 53 and five and by his stripes, we what are healed, are healed by his stripes. We are healed. Mark 16, 17 and 18. These miraculous signs Will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name. They will speak in new languages and they will be able to place their hands on the sick and they will be healed. That's for any believer. That's for any believer. Say this I can lay my hands on the sick and they'll be healed. So let's do that. Let's start a revival. There's plenty of sick people that are sick. Let's start a revival. Let's pray in faith. Say to someone, may I pray for you? May I lay my hands on you and pray for you? Just like somebody the other day was out in a store. They were out in a restaurant. And somebody said, well, I'm not feeling real well. Said, would you mind if we lay hands on you? Took them over to the side, laid hands on them and prayed for them. Why? Because we believe that that's what God wants us to do. Because we believe that God wants to be magnified in healing. So number one, what do we do? Well, we want to ask according to His Word. Number two, continue to ask regardless of what you see. Uh, Some of you have got to hear this. You've come from hyper-faith movements that simply said if you pray about something more than one time, then you're praying in doubt. Well, you need to tell Jesus that in the Garden of Gethsemane because the Scripture said He went back and He prayed the same thing again. You need to listen to some of the parables. We're going into another series about the parables, and you're going to see many times. in these parables, it was like praying over, doing that, continue to pray, continue to do that. So we want to continue to ask regardless of what we see. So Elijah tells Ahab, it's not going to rain. And so about into the third year, God speaks to Elijah and he says, now go show yourself to Ahab. I want to demonstrate, I want to bring revival, I'm going to demonstrate my power, so you go show yourself to Ahab and tell him there's going to be a reckoning for all of the false gods that he's put up. So, you know the story. If you haven't read the story, you need to go read the story again. Elijah says, okay, let's have a showdown on the mountaintop, right? Let's have a showdown. All of you prophets of Baal, and you come and you set up your, your sacrifice, and, and we'll pray, and the God that answers by fire is the God of our nation. You remember? So they set up their fire, they set it up right, and they started crying out to Baal, and nothing was happening. And they about noontime, they're going, and Elijah, he's he's kind of He said, well, maybe your God's meditating. Maybe he's going to the bathroom. Maybe he's in a tough place right now. And so then they get more furious. They cut themselves. They bleed. They're, They're crying out. But by evening sacrifice, nothing has happened. So Elijah says, okay, I'm going to rebuild the altar of God. I'm going to get back to where it is really all about God and not about man. And he said, now listen, we're close to the Mediterranean. I want you to go get some of that salt water, and I want you to soak the fire, soak the wood. Get me some more. Get me some more. Get me some more. And then Elijah prayed a prayer, and when he prayed, what happened? Fire came down, consumed the sacrifice, licked up the water that was all around, just completely done the thing. And then all of those prophets of Baal were killed. And then Elijah has a word for the king. Chapter 18. Go look. He says to them, he says, "Uh, go look towards the sea. He told his servant and he went up and he looked and there was nothing there. And he said, seven times Elijah said, go back. The seventh time the servant reported a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot. And go down before the rain stops you. You know the story. The scripture said the Spirit of the Lord came on Elijah. He tucked up his garment, tied it in, and he ran ahead of the four-horse chariot 25 miles back to the city before they ever got there. I'm going to tell you, when the anointing comes on you, you can do things you can't do by yourself. Amen? Yes. So Elijah says, okay, it's going to rain now. But Elijah is not the one that's looking for the cloud. See, sometimes we spend all of our time looking for the results instead of offering a prayer in faith. Elijah was saying, I'm not going to struggle with doubt right now. I'm not going to be the one looking for the result. But I'm going to get involved in the process of faith. So he says to his servant, go look. Uh, Sorry, Elijah. There's nothing out there. There's not even a cloud in sight. Elijah said, go look again. Seven times. But here's what I want you to look at. In that scripture, verse 43, seven times Elijah said, go back. Go back. Elijah was not looking at the circumstances. He was involved in the process of faith. And he said, go back. Elijah had already heard the sound. He already had the word from the Lord. And he wasn't judging things by what he could see. I'm just praying those two words will get into somebody right now. Go back. Go back. But I've already prayed about this for like six times. Go back. I've already prayed about this for 15 times. Do you believe God gave you that word? Do you believe God gave you the promise for that healing, for that breakthrough, for that financial stability? Do you believe God gave you that? Yeah, I believe that was a word from God. I believe He said I could have a house. I believe He said He would get me out of debt. I believe He said that. But I'm not seeing any of that. Here's the word. Go back. You're too involved in the destination rather than the process, the journey. There's something about it. We are people that love the destination, right? We love to get to the destination, we don't want to stop at Bucky's. We're on our way north, and we ain't gonna stop and see Bucky's. We're gonna get on. Some of you, you love to stop and enjoy the scenery as you go. Most of us love to get to the destination when it comes to prayer. Second Corinthians 5 and 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. Go back, go back. You're looking at evidence. But God is involved in the process of the journey where He's taking you right now. So, what do I pray? Lord, I trust that nothing is too difficult for you. And without complaining, Lord, or without doubting, I'm praying again. Lord, heal this. Lord, I rebuke this cancer, I rebuke this sickness. I rebuke this spirit in the name of Jesus. Go back, go back, go back. The third thing I see in this is that, and I've already started talking about that, is that we need to focus on the doing, not just the done. We need to focus on the doing because so many of us focus on the done. We're result people, we're end people, we're destination people. We want to get there, right? We want to get there. Are we there yet? So we pray. Am I there yet? I don't see any change in my kids. I don't see any change in my husband, my wife. I don't see any change in this, I don't see any change in this arm. I don't see, I don't see any change when I go to the doctor. They say the cancer is the same as it is. I don't see any change. And I'm praying, here's what I'm praying. I'm praying that I'll see the change that I want to see. But what if God wants us to focus more on the process and working with him and instead of the destination, it's the journey that we're on. 2 Corinthians 12, 8, 9. Paul said three times, I beg God to take this away. But the Lord said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. Do you say you think you, Paul ever prayed about it again? Sure, I think he prayed about it again. But I think he came back to this thing. Evidently, God is really concerned about what's working in me. Isaiah 57 and 1. Good people pass away. The godly often die before their time. At least what we see is before their time. But no one seems to care wonder why. No one seems to understand that God is protecting them from the evil to come. You might want to write this down or take a picture of this. We are concerned with what's happening to us, but God is concerned with what's happening in us. God, get me out of this. God, I've got to see this healing. I've got to see this. But could it be, but could it be that God is working something? God, don't let this person die, please. This is my, I I love this person, Lord. It's it's just not fair. It's not right. They're too young. Uh, These kids are too young. It's not right. You say, do you mean you believe that God brings evil on people? No, I don't believe that. But I do believe that God is involved in the process of what's working. In us, Hebrews ten thirty five through thirty eight says, "So don't throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings to you. Patient endurance. Boy, don't you hate those two words? I mean, it's not just endurance, but it's patient endurance. What is he saying?" He's saying right now, you've been so focused on the destination and the end that you're not understanding what God is working in you right now, of what He's doing in you. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that He has promised. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to miss out. I'm afraid I'm going to miss out on what He's promised me. No, He says, patient endurance. So that you can receive all that he's promised. For in just a little while, the coming one will come and not delay. In a little while. But could I remind you? God's little while. It's God's little while, not your little while. And one day with the Lord is like a thousand years. And a thousand years is one day. But I will take no pleasure in anyone who turns away. Isaiah 55, 8 through 11. God says... You see, you don't understand the battle that you're in right now because you're thinking at it. You're thinking specifically as as how you would see this. He says, I don't think the way you think. The way you work isn't the way God's work, God's decree. For as the sky soars high above the earth, so the way I work suppresses, surpasses the way you work. And the way I think is beyond the way you think. Just as rain and snow descend from the skies and don't go back until they've watered the earth, doing their work of making things grow and blossom, producing seed for farmers and food for the hungry, so will the words that come out of my mouth not come back to me empty handed. They'll do the work I sent them to do. They'll complete the assignment I gave them. He says, you've got to realize God's thoughts are not my thoughts. There comes a point in our journey where we pray. You say, do we give up praying? No. Do we give up praying when we don't see the answer? No, we keep praying. But we're perfectly happy in praying for that need instead of getting to the place that we think God has forgotten us. And to be honest... What he's simply saying is that we've got to be perfectly happy showing up in heaven one day. And that question that you have, God, why didn't you answer that prayer? Why didn't you heal that person? I don't know what you're thinking about heaven and what you think it'll be like as soon as you get there. You know, you hear the hallelujah chorus, hallelujah, hallelujah, or whatever you see. I don't have Bible for this, but I believe if you're in heaven and you see people get to heaven after you, or when you get to heaven and you see other people come with you, I think you're going to hear a lot of, oh, oh, now I get it. Now I understand. Now I see it. Remember Hebrews 11, the hall of faith? It talks about all the people that had so many miracles. I mean, they were delivered from lions. They were delivered from bears. They were delivered from fire. They were delivered from so many other things. But don't forget verses 35 through 39. Still in this faith. But others were tortured, refusing to turn from God in order to be set free. They placed their hope in a better life after the resurrection. Some were jeered at, and their backs were cut open with whips. Others were chained in prisons. Some died by stoning. Some were sawed in half. Others were killed with a sword. Some went about wearing skins of sheep and goats, destitute, oppressed, and mistreated. They were too good for this world, wandering over the deserts and mountains hiding in caves and holes in the ground, all these people earned a good reputation because of their faith. Yet none of them received all that God had promised in this life. I tried to help us tonight to understand more about healing that we have to get to the place that we simply say, God, I trust you. You see, the Lord wants us to be dependent upon him. And sometimes it's in the praying. You, you You think about some of the victories that you've had. How that you prayed and you fasted and you believed. And in those times, you grew closer to God than you ever have in your life. See, God is more concerned in what's happening in us than what's happening to us because this world is not my home. So you say, well, then what do we do? We, do, we just, do we just become apathetic and, and, not, and not pray for people? No. We seek God. We pray. We believe for the answer. We see the answer. We believe that it's God's will. We know that. But because our ways are not his ways, when we don't see the answer come, the destination, what do we do? Lord, I just thank you, and I trust you. I'm not going to quit praying, but I'm going to believe that you see and you work. I'm believing That when people get to that place and we're not just focused on the miracle, but we're focused on the journey, the process of developing faith, of developing my heart to the place that I can believe. And it's not about, and it's not about for our glory, but it's his glory. So tonight, we're just going to take some time to pray for needs that you might have. I'm gonna ask our our pastors and our prayer team to come down front. And uh, we're gonna give you some oil and you can put it on your finger, a little dab will do you there. And we're just gonna take time that if if you need prayer about something tonight, maybe it's healing, maybe it's a a breakthrough for for whatever it is, we're gonna do what the scripture says. We're gonna do what the scripture says. We're gonna pray, we're going to anoint with oil. Let's some come over here on this side. Let's pray and anoint with oil. And we're going to pray. We're going to believe. We're going to believe. And uh, those of you that don't have a prayer need tonight, would you join me in prayer and in faith believing? We trust for those who will come. Some of you need prayer for your marriage. Some of you need prayer for healing. Some of you need a financial breakthrough. There's different areas in your life we're going to take time now to believe. We're going to end out in a minute with a, uh, with, with, a, with a song, but right now, we're just going to take time to believe. So, if you have a need, just get up, come and stand in front of one of the people that's here. And, church, when you see somebody go forward, stretch your hand out, stretch your faith, stretch your faith stretch of faith, prayer offered in faith with energy with energy we're believing if you have your prayer language please feel free to write where you're sitting just release that prayer language for sometimes we don't know how to pray as we ought but he the Holy Spirit knows how to pray through us and with us wow there's someone here tonight there's a prayer that you used to pray all the time you've given up on it. You're not praying it anymore because you haven't seen the answer. And the Lord is speaking to your heart right now for you to come, for you to come. He wants to to recharge that faith. I pray right now for some of you that are watching online. You've been so afraid because of this COVID and whatever else so afraid that you're not even moving forward in what God has told you to do. If it's not COVID, it's going to be something else. The devil is going to hold you in hostage because you're looking more at the circumstances than you're looking at the God who can heal you and can protect you and strengthen you. I also pray for those of you that are watching right now and you're struggling with cancer. You're struggling. I, I just feel that so powerfully right now. Someone's struggling with cancer. I, I just pray for you right now in our online church. And I just curse that cancer. I curse those rebellious cells in the name of Jesus. I command them to go away in Jesus' name. I pray, I pray the prayer of faith right now. If you have a prayer need, you can just go ahead and post that there with our prayer group. They're there, and I'm seeing that. I'm praying with you. I'm praying right now for you, Mike Blackhall. I'm praying for the Lord to heal, whatever this is, whatever this is that's kept you back and the doctors may not be able to find it, I'm praying right now for healing, I'm praying right now in the name of Jesus, I speak healing to you, I'm praying for you right now, Jeff, in the name of Jesus, I speak healing for you right now in the name of Jesus, I'm praying right now for you, JR, I'm believing God to raise you up, I will not quit praying, I will not quit believing, I'll not just settle down and say it'll never happen, but I'm believing right now for signs, wonders, and miracles like we've never seen before. Someone here tonight used to pray for people a lot. You'd see miracles, but you've got sidetracked because you've kind of been through some areas of disappointment. I'm encouraging you to stir that up again. Stir that up again. Stir that up again. Yeah, Kelly, we join with you in prayer, praying for your boss's wife. In the name of Jesus, we pray specifically right now. We agree with you in prayer right now. We agree with you in prayer. We pray for this cancer right now. CT just posted. We come against that in the name of Jesus. Roto kosebaro We pray for complete healing. We agree with you, Beverly. Right now, in the name of Jesus, that Willie will walk again. We believe that the nerve damage in his legs, the swelling and this blood pressure is gonna go away. We believe that right now. We speak healing to you, Willie. We speak healing right now in the name of Jesus. We ask you, Lord, to send your healing power right now and touch my brother. Lord, right now in their home right there, we ask you to heal. Karen, we join with you right now praying for your son with this uh, a substance abuse. We break, and it's breaking your heart. We, we, we break the power of that right now. Lord, we come against the enemy. We come against the enemy that brings deception in the name of Jesus. Church, join me in prayer right now as we pray not only for this young man but for others who's in a substance abuse right now. We need to break that in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask you to show, show yourself mighty and strong by your power, Lord, by your word, we pray right now, Lord, as we pray for these needs in your name, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for healing. We thank you for healing, Lord. We thank you for healing. We thank you for healing. We thank you for healing. We thank you, Lord, that on Sundays we're going to begin to see more signs and wonders and miracles. We thank you, Lord. We, be- we thank you, Lord, for-, for for healings, Lord. We thank you for revival. We thank you for revival in the Father's house, Lord. We thank you for revival. We thank you for revival. We thank you for revival. Stir up, stir up the gift that's within you right now. Stir it up. Stir up your prayer language. Stir it up. Stir up your faith. God, show me who I need to pray for. God, show me how I can pray for people. Show me how to do this, Lord. Give me the faith to step out. Give me the faith to step out. Yes, Lord, in your name. 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 In your name, Jesus. In your name. In your name. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, you, Lord someone has a broken heart. I mean, your heart has just been broken. And you just try to keep it a secret because you don't want to have to deal with it. I believe tonight's the night that the Lord wants to heal that broken heart. Barbara, we agree with you in prayer right now for your right leg. We believe as you're on online church right now, we pray for that right leg right now that the Lord would heal that in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we pray right now. We thank you for healing. Either God is who he says he is or he's not. If it says by his stripes we are healed, we need to begin believing for signs, wonders, and miracles. And we need to continue to pray until we see those, until the Lord takes someone home and heals them completely, right? We're praying in the name of Jesus. Praying right now in the name of Jesus. I don't know who that broken heart is, if it's in the house or if it's there. If it's in the house, I'd encourage you to come and let somebody pray with you about that. Or if it's online, just go ahead and say it. That's me, I've got a broken heart. I've been disappointed. Somebody's disappointed in God. Yeah, that's, that's the broken heart, isn't it? Yeah, I just, it just really came to me right now. Somebody, the broken heart is that your heart is broken because God hasn't healed, and hasn't answered your prayer and you really struggle with that, you say, why me? Why has it happened to me? Let him heal your broken heart. Let him heal your broken heart tonight. Let him heal your broken heart. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Do do you guys sense the Spirit? Do do you sense that? I, I believe the Lord is saying, I want you to get serious about praying for people and seeing signs and wonders and miracles. Nothing is too big. Nothing is too big. Nothing is too big. Oh, I just man, I just I just feel that. Oh. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Baliyata. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord. Now, let's start giving God praise when he does something, right? That builds the faith of others. Andrea, I forgot. Are we going to sing another song? we didn't. We're not because we're here. In this time uh, some of you right now really got your, your faith was stirred a few minutes ago by because you feel like this week the Lord's gonna ask you to lay hands on somebody to be me now you don't just go real weird right you don't embarrass Jesus I mean we've embarrassed him enough by our lack of faith we need to be bold say to somebody when they say you know I'm struggling with this or something excuse me but would you mind would you mind if I pray for you would you mind for the Lord to heal you would you allow me to pray and you don't have to pray a prayer over the loudspeaker at Publix you just very quietly pull them aside and pray in faith believing but if, I, I just sense that there's some of you here tonight that you just really feel like your hands are supposed to go on to somebody this week and pray for healing or pray for breakthrough. And if that's you, I'd like for you to stand and I'd like for you to just lift your hands like this because I want to pray for you. Just stand right where you are, lift your hands, say, yeah, I, I felt like that. I felt like the Lord is saying to me that there's somebody this week that I need to pray for. Just lift your hands up, just lift your hands up. Just lift your hands up. Lord, you could have chosen to only work through angels. But you sent us out to declare your kingdom and its power. And Mark 16 says, Believers shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall be made whole. That believers can cast out evil spirits, For the glory of Jesus see these hands Lord I pray that you would flow through these hands this week let them be your hands 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 would you stand with me Wow I just sense God moving online church I'm telling you I know right where you are right now God is doing some awesome things He's doing some awesome things. Jesus, forgive us for backing away from praying for people because we haven't seen results. Forgive us that we've been so result-oriented that we have forgot the process of developing our faith and drawing close to you and being dependent upon you. So I pray, Lord, as we leave tonight that you'll continue to speak to us. Some of us will need to go back and listen to this message again in the archive. Some of us need to remind some other people to look at this. But Lord, we don't back away. We're not backing down, or we're not backing away of believing for miracles. You haven't ceased doing miracles. We all know that. Lord, we've just become a little slack. Is standing in faith. But we leave here tonight, Lord, determined. Signs, wonders, and miracles to confirm your word. In Jesus' name. Anyone feel you have a, a word, a prophetic word, a word of uh, scripture? Something you'd like to share? We do this on Wednesday. We don't do it on Sunday mornings. Yes, go ahead. Can you all hear? Let's bring the music down so that everybody can hear. Or turn around that direction so people can hear. Wow. Boy, that's a good word. That's a good word. Good word. Anybody else? Jennifer, what's God saying to you? I know he's saying something to you. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's true. Boy, it says confess, confess your sins to someone. And then there's a healing. There's a healing. Wow. Go ahead. Habakkuk one and five. It says, look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed. For I'm going to do something in your day that I believe it. God's getting ready to do some things here at the Father's house. That if you told us right now, we wouldn't believe it. Wow. Yeah, Karen, what she said, you couldn't hear it, but what she said is just as Elijah prayed and the fire came down and took the sacrifice, uh, the things that we've submitted to him tonight, that we've uh, sacrificed to him, he's going to send the power and burn those up. Jennifer was saying that it's time for us to repent, repent for things in our own life. And uh, I think it's a good thing for us to repent that we've not been praying for people and we've not been believing. It's our honor to play a small part in all that God is doing in your life. We would love to continue with you on that journey. To find out what your next steps might be, visit thefathershouse.com slash next. Join us next week as we continue to love God, help people, and build the kingdom.